You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 23, where we take another look at the topic of discipleship. And maybe for the first time ever, there's a little bit of relationship controversy between Joel and Julia. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leaders of the Future podcast. My name is Joel. I'm from a ministry called Lift Leaders. And coincidentally, I am back with my good friend, Julian Clark. After he did a solo interview, we've each had a turn at doing a solo interview. He was chatting with Pete Baker last time. Hello, Julian. Hi, Joel. Got got the flags out, celebration, you know, blow the trumpet. We're back together again. The fanfare. Yes, we are. What a a joyous occasion it is, Julian. (laughs) Always, always. Always, always. Although, (laughs) I have a little something to bring up. And if you've, uh, if you guys were familiar with last episode, Julian's interview with Pete Baker, it was a great interview. Well done, Julian. But I have one, I have one complaint. What, what do you make of this, Julian? Um, but I'm not on my own. I, I miss Joel, obviously. Joel, we miss you terribly. But instead, I've got an upgrade today. I've got, I've got a really good, excellent replacement. Okay, how do you explain that? A bit, but well, you know, an upgrade, just an upgrade. It, it's a, it's a great way to um, give confidence, isn't it, to your the interviewee? Um, but no, I thought around that topic of discipleship and speaking to Pete as a good upgrade for the day. Oh, but for the day, <laughs> doesn't replace the genius that is Joel Bagnell for the long term. Come on, have, there's an have answer. You, Boom, have you ever considered there. a career in politics? <laughs> Pluck that out of the sky there. That came to me. Choice, choice, uh, a good choice <laughs> of words right there. For the day, good upgrade for the day. Yeah, because on that particular day, I was having a particularly average day in the area of discipleship. Thank you very much. <laughs> Your genius is for a lifetime, Joel. Pete's was for that moment in time. Oh, wow. And it, was, and it was great to be able to have that conversation with him. And we could have talked for a long time about discipleship. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you were talking about discipleship with him and not Liverpool, because that's a whole other story in his love for that football club. Yeah. So um, anyway, we, we are back to talking about discipleship. And, and uh, I'd love to build on just a few of the thoughts and uh, some of the areas that our friend Pete Baker is particularly strong in. And we have a few more episodes to come, typical style of us uh, on given topics and discipleship. And he mentioned um, this whole concept of Talmudim or one of the books that Pace uh, uses or the, the guy who leads Pace, started Pace, uh, Paul Clayton Gibbs. Uh, actually wrote a book and a resource that really has shaped uh, me or shaped my current perspective on discipleship. I think it's a great resource that people should um, get into if they want to get better at discipling people. And that is this whole concept of, of Talmudim and uh, what, what a Talmud is. And uh, do you know what I'm talking about when I use the word Talmud, Julian? Not completely i'll be honest um there you go yeah not completely if i'm honest 
Yeah, I was going to just stop too many tracks there. This is my statement. Not completely only, different. <laughs> only in that we've talked about it before we started recording. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to tell you what that word means. I, I wouldn't know that. So I'll, I will let you explain. And well, I'll I mean, I'll, I'll, as we go. I'll attempt it. I'll attempt it. So, well, we, we can agree. And we did have, when we introduced this topic, there's many different ways, like there is with anything. Uh, about to go about discipleship and um i think everyone can acknowledge discipleship is important but then what now what then we'd actually talk we actually said there was four points you know credibility knowledge experience and coaching um but what how how does that happen i mean they they're, they're great points it's great philosophy and um the thing that impacted me the most about the concept of talmudim is the incarnational nature of discipleship we we can thank our western culture and even uh, the western mentality of church for many things uh there's many things i like about it for instance i really appreciate the songs we sing these days and how we care about doing things well growing up in church where those things used to not be important i'm glad we've moved on but maybe along the way we've we've missed a few points so we've become a little bit commercial or professional in how we interact with people you know this could go down a very philosophical road of course but <laughs> yeah the, the point of uh some of the pace resources and the the concept of talmudim is even jesus himself was using quite tried and tested or established methods of working with people let's even call them ancient ancient you know an ancient rabbinical tradition of uh being a talmud was that in order to be at the highest level or the most effective level of discipleship was not just to be discipled by a rabbi to qualify as a close disciple of a rabbi to be a Talmud in those times, you also had to be discipling yourself. And um, that's really a key in discipleship. You know, if we just as leaders and young leaders, this is important to know if our goal is to just make followers then I feel like it breaks down really quickly. The goal as a leader is not to have followers. The way that the kingdom of God grows and the way that our effectiveness as leadership grows is if we as leader makers produce other leader makers. In this social media generation or whatever, you know, we can be tempted to grabbing followers. Who's listening to me? Who am I gathering around me? And if we just leave it at followers, we actually aren't helping them to be leaders themselves. And that's the, the concept uh, we just want to quickly look at is if you truly uh, want to be a disciple or be a disciple maker, you should be looking to make other disciple makers. So qualification of being discipled is to yes, be discipled yourself, but then look to who can I actually start to pass this stuff on to straight away yeah i mean that, i mean it's yeah great I, I love that thought it's the question isn't it who can i and pete said this last week i think who can i take with me that's kind of in, in a if you put it in a leadership term you're looking at those things that you're doing or those areas that you're learning in who can you take on that journey with you mm. is that have i understood that correctly yeah Definitely. I think one of maybe one of the barriers that people think or that you know, one of the mental barriers that happens with leadership is or say, okay, it's an intimidating concept for some people, <gasps> but wait a minute, I signed up to be developed. <laughs> wait a minute. I need some input. 
I, mm-hmm. I find it an intimidating idea that already now I need to turn around. Who's, who, who's going to want to follow me? I don't know what I'm doing. You know, uh, spoiler alert, most of us leaders don't really fully know what we're doing, but at least we can be one step ahead. That's all you need to be sometimes, just one step ahead to be able to turn around and bring someone else on a journey. And again, it goes back to all of these things that we're talking about. They don't stand in isolation, do they? So you, you can disciple someone else. You can input into someone else because you are actively growing. Mm. We talked about that in the previous episode. So you're growing yourself, but you've got people speaking into your world, speaking into your life, helping you to grow, helping you to learn and improve, which means then you've got something to pass on to someone else. So all of these things we're talking about in regards to leadership, they obviously we're doing them separately, but they're Mm. all interconnected. They're not standalone Mm. aspects to leadership. Yeah. And it's again, I'm not, I'm not church bashing or I'm not um, having a go at Western culture. Not at all. But I think um, when (laughs) living in Northern Europe as well, let's just be honest. uh, Some people think that if you go to university or you read a book, then you know something that's actually not the root of knowledge. The root of knowledge is actually if you can do something. I, I actually found out, say, let's pick theology as a subject. I thought I knew stuff about the Bible, but it wasn't until I actually had to teach it hmm. that it came alive to me and I wrestled with it and I could understand it because there was, an op- there was a responsibility on me to pass it on. And I think that's a very important phase of discipleship is, hey, you won't actually know this you know, the stuff you're learning about, you won't actually know this until you actually have to turn around and start to explain it to someone else, or you have to equip someone else to grasp this. Then that knowing truly becomes real. So maybe, maybe I, I, asked, I, I put it like, who can you take with you? Maybe there's two aspects to it then. Who, who can you take with you on the journey? But the other aspect would be then, who can I pass on what I'm, who can I pass on what I'm learning to? That's not great English, but you know what I mean. And you're right. I've read it once from, I don't know who said it and I don't know where I've read it, but I definitely have that. If you really want to understand something, I actually knowing how to teach it is the best way. So you've got to have, who can I, who can I pass this knowledge on to? I've, I've read something that's impacted me, right? Who can I pass that on to? I've read something or I've learned something through an experience that's helped me. Who could I pass that on to? So maybe there's two aspects there of who you're taking with you and who you're passing stuff on to are important parts of the discipleship process. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that those two are juxtaposed. I think those those are two parts of the same thing. Hmm. Um, because without, <laughs> without getting too nerdy, uh, I don't get nerdy <laughs> about much. Um, you know, it is it is an Eastern philosophy, actually. You know, you only you only know if you can do. You know, that's in their wording and in the way they do things. You can only you only know if you can do. And the whole philosophy around education uh, is um, we we take a bit of a Greek approach. This and this is discussed in the book. You know, in Talmudim, the whole having someone standing up and giving instructions is a very greek philosophical approach to education but if you wind back to the hebrew style of uh, education it would be i would invite you into an experience i would take you on a journey i would bring you out into what we're doing and then afterwards i would sit you down 
and then fill in the gaps in your understanding by teaching you, by talking to you. And so when you say, who are you bringing with you and who are you passing it on to? That's actually incarnation. That is the nature of incarnational discipleship, of embodying discipleship, because we sometimes as leaders act more like tour guides than travel. Sorry, we act more like travel agents than tour guides. It's like when we bring these people in, we tell them, okay, this is what to expect. This is what's going to happen. This is what the Bible says about that. Okay, cool. Right, guys, now you know what to expect. I've told you everything. Go, go and do it. Have fun. But a tour guide actually goes, hey, come with me. Let's go and do this. Let's go and sit in this discussion. Let's go and um, do evangelism or let's go and run this youth ministry. Come with me and experience it. Now tell me what it is that you experienced. What did you learn by doing? And now I will explain the rest or I'll unpack what it is you don't understand about what you've experienced. Yeah, because a tour guide is, can pick out things, can't they, as you go? So mm. they'll help you see the right sites and they'll explain the history mm. of that. So you're learning as you're going, aren't you? Yeah. Does that mean, let me ask a question, does that mean the last time out when we were talking when we kind of introduced this topic, we talked, you've mentioned it already, credibility, knowledge, experience, coaching. Does that mean those things should be in a different order? Should experience come before knowledge? Because you've, you're talking about we're doing things together and then I'm filling in the gaps. Or do they need some knowledge before they can experience something? Or can you just send people out and say, hey, have a go at this? Well, I think it's, I think um, it's sometimes it's really hard to draw clear lines uh, because also part of bringing people on a journey is you need to give set some level of expectation. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I know I have credibility with you. You like, you can sense that I am a leader. You can sense that what we're building is meaningful and it's of God and it's all that kind of stuff. But I also find you have to bring clarity to people of, Hey, if you come on this journey, this is where we are heading and this is what I'd like you to know. But before we really get into the details, come with me. And I guess it's all, you know, Jesus and the disciples, you know, he's walking past these fishermen <laughs> as well. And he's like, Hey guys, just follow me. He didn't really give them a whole lot of information. He said, Hey, follow me. And what he did is he did life with them. He, he was, you know, they saw him, they were with him when he was doing the miracles and they, he was embodying the kingdom and then he taught them as he went. So I don't know. That's really hard to answer, Julian, because in this day and age, people want to know what they're getting themselves into. But maybe we've replaced uh, the invitation first. You know, maybe we've replaced the invitation with the textbook. Hey, come on a journey with me and I'll explain this as we go. No, no. I want you to do a four-year university degree first and then try no, you could be right. And that's, that's the tension, isn't it? Because we're, we're into learning. And obviously, these podcasts are about helping people learn and understand. So but we don't want to, f the experience often outweighs all of that. And I'm sure we, we would say that from our own kind of lifetime journey in leadership and discipleship and all the things we've done, that experience is definitely the greatest tutor uh, and place of learning more so than a book sometimes, which like you say, kind of fills in the gaps, doesn't it? Mm, definitely. So really the key uh, that we're talking about here is relationship is everything. 
relationship is everything, you know, no matter what area you're serving in. And, and, and this is something I have to go away probably daily or weekly or whatever, reflect on and go, okay, how am I bringing people into my world? And how am I reaching into other people's worlds? Whatever your task is, like whether you're, uh, you're on the kids church team or I don't know, I don't know what uh, you pick any example. Uh, of church and ministry, you know, how, how can you bring people on this journey? You know, first of all, you know, how are you investing into them? Are you building relationship? Are you sharing life first before you ask uh, them to do anything for you? Not with manipulative motives. Hey, I'm just going to do a little season with them first, but out of a genuine (laughs) heart for, Hey, we need to know each other first. No, no, it's great. I love it. And um, it's something to continue talking about, isn't it? When we get into the next episode, because it sounds very clean and very simple and very kind of well put together. But actually, discipleship is not like that. Discipleship is messy. It has its ups and downs. We talk about a journey or a walk or however you want a description you want to put it. There are difficult moments and there are other moments when you feel like, hey, I'm I'm really making progress. And so that's what we're going to get into, isn't it, in the next episode. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast today. And if you want to be the first to know when a new episode comes out, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever it is you're listening to this on. And to keep up to date with what's happening with Lift Leaders and The 19 Project, make sure you go to the19project.com or liftleaders.com to stay up to date. Until next time, we'll see you soon.